So the traditional view of being an academic researcher is that you need to publish X number of papers over the given amount of time. And then when you do that, then um, you'll become the best researcher in your particular category. And, you know, that X number of, of research papers sort of varies between different disciplines, but it's some amount of research papers that, um, that, that is given in the particular field. And then so we are driven to publish as much as we can, but I've come to terms with the fact that, that publishing is, is extremely difficult and, um, you know, I think that there is somewhat of a bias towards traditional research articles and what they look like. So, um, I've become more, as I've gotten older and more mature, <clears throat> I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I've become more interested in weird people in people that don't necessarily abide by that trend. Um, and I think I've always been really interested in that and sort of attracted to that in the sense of both, you know, there's, there's people that do extraordinarily good, deep work that just takes a great deal of time and effort. And if you were to look at them, they would be an absolute, you know, scientific failure, right? That they would be, um, you know, a, a professor that, that shouldn't be recognized, a scientist that didn't do a good job, and they wouldn't sort of stand up to the norms of what people would consider to be a good scientist or a good researcher, because um, simply they just don't publish enough. Then there is another group of people that do weird stuff, that just are weird in terms of what they actually do. They, you know, instead of publishing papers and research articles, they publish books. Instead of, you know, um, doing the norm consistent thing, maybe they go and, and they, you know, they, they start a business or, um, you know, the Sergey Brins, I guess, of the year, of the, of the worlds, right? That they're considered ultimately a failure. And if you were to talk within the scientific community, a lot of people, perhaps the majority, would consider them a failure, right? Like it seems really strange. Sergey Brin, right, was a dropout, um, PhD program. And by all means, um, you know, the, the idea of creating Google wouldn't count. And even today it would be considered, this guy would be considered a failure. Um, then there's the ones in between, right? Like all of these people that are doing good and they're trying, but they're not quite there. They're not quite getting it. They're not quite figuring it out. And I've been increasingly interested in this 
as 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 a field, right? So just one second. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because I'm picking up dog poo. I'm going on a on a walk with the dogs. This is where I I, I try try to do as many things as I possibly can at once. <laughs> My, all you folks are listening to this, and you're like, "What is what is this?" <laughs> um, so you know, I I think about okay, right? If you were to take the average. Or if you're to take the total of failed scientists and failed researchers, excluding the ones that, that end up becoming sort of superstars like the Sergey Brin out of it, or the ones that, you know, are doing deep research and you just focus on the complete failures, right? The ones that everybody rejects, nobody sort of likes, that they don't fit in, they drop out. You know, all of those ones, and they end up, I don't know what they do, right? Like, being disqualified, right? If you were to add that up, and you were just to focus on the bottom quartile of um, of, of scientists in terms of productivity, I have a hunch that that amount of work, that effort would amount to more research productivity than any of the other ones combined. That part of the reason what we're doing is we're focusing on stars. And because we focus on stars, quote unquote, in terms of stars in a very narrowly defined way, right? That those stars are are classified as being able to publish an extreme number of papers. How they get there is not questioned. You know what they look like. The, the papers are not questioned, but just sheer count of research articles. If we focus on that and we just focus on those stars, um, then we exclude 95% of the research productivity. And if we were to add up, right, so stars are typically 5% of the population. I think it's even less than that, 1%. But if we were to add up that 95%, and you were to accumulate it, it would be an extraordinarily amount of research effort that we consider wasted. And I've been increasingly interested in this as... Why do we view it that way? Um, you know, that's A, why do we view it that way? And then B, how can we harness this in terms of this intellectual firepower of getting people to say, freak hell yeah, I'm awesome, right? Like, look at all this stuff that I've, I've accumulated and I've actually done and that this is actually a remarkable thing. And I'm part of that 95%. Um, so I know it's an interesting thing. And, and, and I know that it's not talked about that much. Right? And, and hopefully, A, I'm giving some awareness to this for you to think about it. As like, wait a minute. This is an extraordinary gift to be part of this.
And then B, um, you know, the thing that I've been thinking about with the reciprocity platform is how do I harness that? How do we, how do we, how do we recognize it? How do we, um, you know, quantify it? How do we get people from that bottom quartile just inched up a little bit so they get the recognition? Um, you know, all of those kind of things I think about is, is interesting, right? So we have this problem. It's similar to the file drawer problem. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it comes under research methods, right? So every, every scholar, every re researcher probably has more papers that are accumulated in their, in their file drawer that just cannot get published for whatever reason. And so if we focus on the ones that are good, quote unquote good, we never see all of that knowledge generation that I think is important. And I think sometimes that there's a really interesting ideas that do matter in those collections. I just have become increasingly aware of this. Um, I think it's an increasingly more important problem that we pursue. And to focus on the mass, to focus on the bottom quartile or the average, rather than the upper quartile, I think has a much larger bang for the buck. And I hope to change that. I hope we give recognition to all of those that are not at the very top. Hopefully you'll help me out. All right, take care and have a wonderful day.